0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. The DNR is looking for a few good men and women. They're looking for people who are interested in becoming a conservation officer. And they're offering quite a program if you're looking at making a career change. DNR Conservation Officer Jeff Johansson has all the details coming up in just a bit right here on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. But first, Bemidji State University, located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, is the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. This state-of-the-art program embraces BSU's outdoor setting and offers high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. Choose an emphasis in fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. Isn't aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University the right fit for you? Find out. Visit BemidjiState.edu. Well, today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we are talking uh, law enforcement, specifically DNR law enforcement with Jeff Johansson. He's a conservation officer. He operates out of the training office down in the Camp Ripley area and is in charge of training and recruitment. Jeff, thanks for joining us today.
1: You're welcome, Jeff. Happy to be here.
0: We're going to talk about some uh, things you have going on right now in the recruitment realm in just a moment. But let's talk about you, Jeff. Tell us your story and how you got into law enforcement, first of all, and uh, eventually into conservation officer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, I, I've got a bit of a, a unique story, kind of more of a, uh, a, uh, a career goal type story. So I, I'm very fortunate. I'm actually the third generation of my family to become a conservation officer. My grandfather and my father uh, we're both conservation officers. They're they're both retired now, but uh, yeah, very, very much uh, sense of pride and continuing on kind of the family tradition. So I, I certainly bring a, a, a unique perspective as far as that goes, but um, also here to highlight some of the other options to to becoming a conservation officer. You know, obviously, you don't necessarily have to have family tradition to do it. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a neat part of, of my history. So I kind of grew up. Um, knowing what the job was about and, and having that as a career goal of mine. And, uh, of course, uh, graduated high school, was fortunate to attend uh, Bemidji State University and get a bachelor's of science degree in criminal justice uh, a number of years ago now. I don't want to date myself, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I uh, graduated uh, from BSU there, was a great experience for me, loved, loved the school, loved the area, and then from that point I moved on and completed my law enforcement skills training down in Alexandria, Alexandria Technical and Community College, and uh, was was fortunate to uh, complete that, and then I actually was hired as a police officer for the city of St. Cloud right right after my schooling, and uh, I, I, I worked there for a uh, little less than a year and was fortunate enough to get hired by the uh, state of Minnesota DNR as a conservation officer. And about, about 20, 20, 21 years ago now, and uh, my first station was, was the Wilmer area for a couple of years. And then the majority of my field officer career, I spent in the uh, Alexandria, Osaka area as a field conservation officer. And uh, as my career went on, I, I took some promotions as a, uh, as a field supervisor and then as a uh, training supervisor and then ultimately to my role now as the uh, training and recruitment manager. So I am overseeing and managing our training and recruitment unit for the entire state, which includes hiring and uh, bringing on new officers.
0: You know whether it's um, you know the conservation officer aspect, or whether it's a biologist or a wildlife biologist. It seems to me when you go to work for the DNR. It's not a job. There's it's a, there's a passion involved, and uh, you sounds like you grew up in the outdoors.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, no, you're absolutely right, Kev. And you know we 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 kind of joke it, it it the job's more of a lifestyle than it is a career, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 you're exactly right. And that's one of the, the main character traits we really look for in in prospective applicants to to become an officer. And and like I said, not necessarily just in law enforcement, but uh, in in many of the other Employment opportunities with, with the DNR is that passion for the natural resources and, and passion for outdoor activities. So that's definitely one thing that uh, that we that we look for in our, in our applicants. And you know, we generally that's that's what we're trying to do when we're looking for for somebody that has potential to become a, a good officer, a good conservation officer. Is their personal and character traits. You know, things like uh, integrity, courage, their decision making ability, their judgment. And then that passion, like, like I just talked about, for the natural resources, outdoor activity, and then also that connection to the community, which, which is really important. It's something we as conservationers, excuse me, conservation officers have had for forever, right? Mm-hmm. Back to
0: 1887,
1: when, when the first officers were uh, appointed in Minnesota, is, is we've, we live in the communities, we have that connection to our community, and it's really helped us uh, be successful overall.
0: We're going to give uh, an opportunity for maybe high school students or uh, students in college looking for a career choice or maybe already into that to, to learn about how they can maybe move in that direction later. But right now, you've got a very cool uh, campaign going uh, for, for people coming into this field from a non-traditional path. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, and I kind of touched on, you know, my personal path, which you know, fortunately for me, I, I kind of had a, a goal in mind at, at a young age, being exposed to it, and, and I was fortunate enough to, to have that follow through for myself and work out. But yeah, we we've really had some success with uh, our, our posting that's open now, and that's for our SEAL prep program. So with with this portion of our our hiring process, we're actually actively targeting folks that that maybe hadn't thought about a career in the natural resources or, or law enforcement. And, and we're looking for folks, you know, from different walks of life, from different career fields that uh, are looking maybe for a change or, or maybe this is a passion that they've had for a while and just maybe haven't had the opportunity to go for it, right? So mm. with, with this path, you know, we're, we're looking for somebody that has a, a two-year degree on up in, in any field, you know, from accredited uh, institution. And, and if successful in, in applying for us and going through the process, if we hire them, we will pay them a portion of their wage and actually send them to get their law enforcement training and certification. And uh, we will pay, pay them while, while they're doing that, of course, pay, pay for their schooling. And then if successful with that portion, they will have a spot in our conservation officer academy, which is housed at Camp Ripley at our at our training site.
0: So, whatever field you might be in, you're you're looking out your window, sitting at your desk, saying, "I really hate looking out my window, sitting at this desk." <laughs> this is the opportunity to move in the, in a different direction.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. It, you know, I I, I was outside. I, of course, I'm I'm sitting in my office right now, talking to you. And I'm sure <laughs> you are talking to me. But uh, I got a chance to to spend some time outside today, and you know, the sun is shining. It's it's 40 degrees. The snow's melting, and you know absolutely i know there's people out there that, that 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 really you know have a passion for for working outside and 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 working with our natural resources and with the people and the users of, of our natural resource and our outdoor activity uh, of course options in the state that are endless so yeah yes we're we're appealing to you if, you, if you're if you're ready to uh to kind of fuel that passion that you have and and this is your opportunity to to, to come on and and give it a try and 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 we we really think it'll be a rewarding career if it works out for you.
0: So, Jeff, what do we do next? Yeah, so
1: so probably the the easiest thing to do right now would be to go to our website. Uh, you know, just 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 on any internet internet search uh, type of uh, device, just just search up Minnesota DNR and get to our main page, and then. Find our enforcement careers and hiring page, which is a, a portion of our website on there. And there's just a ton of information on there. A lot of uh, basic questions are answered there. And there's also a link to to number one, see if you apply, or excuse me, see if you qualify for the position. You know, meet meet the the selection requirements to to apply. And uh, there's a link to apply on there as well. As you know, again, just a multitude of information and. Also, my contact information is on there, so if there's questions folks have that maybe aren't answered with the information on there, I I certainly would encourage them to reach out to myself or another member of our training staff, and and we will help them out any way we can.
0: So uh, if I apply and I meet the criteria, what comes next?
1: Yeah, very good question. So, you know, we're governed... uh, by the Minnesota Post Board. So, so conservation officer positions are licensed peace officer positions in Minnesota, just like a, uh, a state trooper or a sheriff's deputy or a city policeman. So there, there's certain things that certain steps we have to do in the hiring process to get somebody uh, hired on in, in that fashion. And so basically the, the next step would be once they submit their application online would be a, uh, would be a written virtual style test. And then depending on how that goes for them, the next step after that would be an oral interview. And then after that, if things go well, the next step would be a background investigation into that person. And those are all steps that, are, that, are, that were governed to, to do under the Minnesota Post Board rules for becoming a law enforcement officer. So there are a few steps, but uh, very, very easy to, to, to understand what you need to do. And, and again, if, if folks can't find that information or whatnot, or just have questions about that, after visiting our site uh, would certainly be able to, to to help them out or answer their questions you know if they reach out to us
0: on being a conservation officer jeff johansson from the training office in camp ripley is my guest we've got a lot more to cover with him next this is the paul bunyan country outdoors podcast hi this is dick beardsley bemidji area fishing guide I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, musky bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. If you love the outdoors and you're looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is the number one choice. State-of-the-art tech ed in six career paths, automotive, building, trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and tons of acres of forests. The shortest path to your dream job in the place you love begins at NTC Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. I'm Kev Jackson. My guest today, Jeff Johansson. He's the training officer out of uh, Camp Ripley for those looking to become DNR conservation officers. So it's kind of a two-pronged attack, so to speak. You You would have to get uh, the training to be a a, a a police officer or a law enforcement officer of any sort, the, the standardized training, and then there's a uh, then there's a conservation aspect after that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So once folks are 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 like you said trained up and, and and have their law enforcement credentials or their law enforcement training, yeah, then then we would have them complete our conservation officer academy, and that's that's the academy that that we put on ourselves at Camp Ripley. And that's basically where we teach them how to be a conservation officer, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, You know, so we there's a lot, of course, that goes into it. You know, our our main roles are law enforcement uh, and and public safety and and education. So, you know, we're going to teach them uh, the laws, the rules, the techniques for for enforcing the the myriad of laws and rules that, that we need to enforce and we're going to teach them about, uh, about safety education and, and some of the outreach that we're able to do as officers and, and, and the public safety portion of it as well. So that all takes place at our academy, and, you know, and, and you know, just overall, again, we're looking for folks with those character traits, those, those personal qualities that I kind of outlined earlier. And if, if you give us, if we get folks like that, we we can teach them the rest, right? We can teach them how to be good conservation officers. So that's 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 been a model of success for us.
0: But it's more than just uh, giving them a gun and say go get some poachers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe back in uh, you know the fifties and sixties when my when my grandfather worked, that was probably the extent of the training back then. But uh, yeah, yeah. There there is a fair amount of training involved. So for example, the uh, the uh, for the prep program when when we send folks to the to the law enforcement training that, that we pay for that's, that's roughly about uh, about 20 weeks that they spend there. And then our Academy that we put on ourselves is roughly about 15 weeks. So yeah, there's definitely some time, you know, it takes, takes time and, and, and repetition and, and of course, evaluation to to get folks trained up and that's all part of it. But uh, eventually, you know, folks get through and and are successful and, and end up getting, getting stationed uh, out, out in, out in the state of Minnesota, somewhere in their own station, doing the, the great work for us.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the more traditional path, the path that you kind of took. Uh, uh, that just usually tends to be we go to you go to school, whether it be a college, a four year, a two year, and and then uh, and then train from there. Correct?
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And and what we call our traditional path is is again, like you said generally folks like myself maybe that, that have law enforcement as a career goal um, out of high school or in the high school, so they they go out and, and uh, seek that higher education to, to get their law enforcement uh, credentials or degree, and that might be through a four-year school like I did at Bemidji State with criminal justice, or it could be one of the, the two-year programs. There's, there's a number of two-year programs and four-year programs throughout Minnesota. So then, yeah, generally those folks, you know, seek out that schooling of course and, and pay for that schooling themselves and then when they apply for us in our traditional process they're already at the point where they're ready to be licensed by the by the post force so it's a little bit of a shorter process for them as as we don't have to send them of course to law enforcement training but they they still get a seat in our academy and still complete our 15-week academy just like these the seal the prep trainees.
0: I know, I know there's a lot of schools that provide it, and of course, the ones I hear the most about, maybe because I'm closest, and of course, I live right here, I hear a lot about Bemidji State's program, uh, yeah. and I hear a lot about Alexandria's program. I'm starting to hear a lot about uh, Leech Lake's program, too. Leech Lake Tribal College has got a law enforcement program, so there's some oh, some good options there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm a BSU grad uh, myself, so I, I really enjoyed my time up there. I uh, there's been a fair amount of our officers that, that have gone through BSU. I, I know for sure, so I'm not the only one. Same with uh, same with Alec Tech College down here, and yeah, that's great to hear about Leech Lake. I, I know we've uh, we've spent some time just in the last couple of years uh, with our tribal partners, uh, trying uh, doing some career fairs and some recruiting down at uh, Leech Lake and uh, up at Fond du Lac up near Duluth as well. So no, that's that's great to hear, and those are great great partnerships there as well.
0: What do you what What do you think is the thing that draws people into the uh, conservation officer field from regular law enforcement? Is it just the love of the outdoors? Maybe the the spark?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what, Kev? That that's a big part of it. I think is is you know having that interest again, having that passion in in the outdoors, whether it's you know hunting, fishing, uh, camping at state parks, kayaking, canoeing. Uh, you know, even 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 mountain biking, right? On on some of the the great parks and trails, any of that outdoor recreation is definitely a big draw. I think the other thing too, Kev, that we have going for us is just the uh, just the independence. You know, our our officers work their own station, so there's a lot of pride and and you know sense of responsibility that goes into having you know running their own station and being responsible for it, and again establishing that connection with the community. Uh, I you know, you can uh, I I was just reading here, um, actually just this morning I came across an article from, from up on the Iron Range where one of our officers, CO Shane Zavodnik, had uh got into a a, a really good uh, walleye over limit, right? Where where somebody had way too many walleyes and, and you know they were they were charged and convicted of that. But that all started with a with a tip, right? So mm. a citizen, you know, trusted Shane enough to uh Provide him this information, and then Shane was able to follow up on it and make a case. And you know that's that's really rewarding. And, and again, that goes back to that that independence and having that connection and trust in the community, where you know folks folks feel trusted enough to reach out to us. Because you know, hey, let's let's be honest. Generally, there's one of us for about every 600 square miles in the state, right? So mm-hmm. we can't be everywhere at once. You know, we can't see everything and hear everything that goes on. We need to rely on the public and the community to help us out. And that partnership, that level of trust has, has really helped us be successful. And, and I think that's a big drop for, for our officers is, you know, that, that, that sense of, of community relationship, you know. The, the passion and then that sense of community relationships in their stations are, are two huge things, that independence that goes with it.
0: One of the things that I think and I've, I've asked brace about this here in Bemidji he's the officer in this area that I talked yeah. to quite a bit how in the world do you know all the rules for all the lakes and hunting seasons and oh my goodness I don't think I could I don't think I would be able to keep tabs of it all
1: yeah what well, I tell you what well you know we, I, I think we most of us operate it under the uh, the guise of right yeah. You, you never know at all and 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 like you said kevin especially as the you know you know it, it's one thing as maybe new legislative mandates come out or laws are changed that's one thing but you know just just keeping up with the season you know right so so now our our officers are we're kind of nearing the end of the ice fishing season and snowmobiling season so it's going to be time to to switch gears to to the open water season here pretty soon and and some of the fire activity and the ATV activity that'll start up out there, and, and firearm safety classes. So yeah, it just, you know, I think, uh, you know, and to be honest with you, that's that's another draw. I think for for a lot of our officers is is the variety, right? You know, I mean, as the seasons change, our our job changes. So our our officers really like that variety. You know, you're not always doing the same thing all the time. It keeps it interesting. And but yeah, to, to your point, it's we. we <laughs> We, it's definitely a challenge to, to stay on top of everything. You know, we expect, of course, the, the, the users to know the laws, so we have to know them, too. And, and we do a good job, I think, of that with, it, with education as much as we can and, and just trying to stay on top of it as the seasons change and, and uh, priorities change.
0: But besides some of those things we have just talked about, what would you say the biggest challenge is to a, a conservation officer?
1: Well, um, I you know I, I think I kind of hit on it a little bit now, but you know and and one of the reasons we're we're having this uh, you know this, this this interview is just you know we're 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 down. I mean I, I think we're down about twenty five officers right now statewide. Um, so it's just you know uh, our officers are already covering like, large areas. I, I, again, the the average mile I get mileage or. or Area size for a station is about 600 square miles. Now, if you got a couple of vacant stations next year, you, you know that doubles or triples mainly. So, just I think just uh, you know being down, ha- having those vacancies, and and trying to do do what we can with you know not not the complement of officers that that we probably should be. And you know I'll just point out too, Kev. I mean certainly we've added some officers over the years, but if you look if you look back historically. I mean, we, we have roughly the same field officer stations that we did back in the 60s and 70s. So, I mean, you, you think of how, how many job duties have been added since since then, you know, with environmental and and some of the safety education stuff that we do now. I mean, the job duties have gotten, of course, expanded quite a bit, but... Our, our numbers, you know, probably haven't, uh, numbers of officers, I mean, probably hasn't followed that. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge is just trying to provide that, that same level of service, that professional service to everybody with reduced number of folks. And that's one of the reasons why we're hiring.
0: What um, percentage of officers are officers that went into law enforcement because they wanted to be a conservation officer or those who uh, went into law enforcement and decided, you know, I think this conservation officer might be a a cool thing to try?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. I I, I don't have those numbers offhand, but I could just say, you know, just based on what I know in my 21-plus years being with the agency, I would say, you know, probably, I would say it's probably half and half. I would say half probably had a career goal of a conservation officer in mind, and, and maybe the other half wanted to get into law enforcement and did get into traditional law enforcement, but probably had a, you know, probably were big into the outdoors too, right? You know, maybe hunted and fished a lot or did a lot of outdoor recreation. So kind of had that as a passion, maybe just not as as a as a job initially. And then at some point the light bulb kind of went on like, hey, I could do both here. I could, you know, continue my, my passion for serving the public as a law enforcement officer and combine it with my passion for the natural resource and outdoor activity. So, yeah, I'd say a little bit of probably half and half.
0: Okay. If we got some high school kids that are listening and they're thinking either a career in law enforcement or uh, as a conservation officer, any classes or activities they should be involved in that, that might help them uh, before they get to college?
1: Yeah, certainly. Certainly, you know, any, any type of, uh, you know, your biology, your, your, th- those type of core classes certainly are, are going to help you out. Uh, you know, classes like like public speaking public speaking we, we do a lot of communicating not only as conservation officers any any law enforcement officers so just getting comfortable communicating with people that's that's very important um, and then you know other things they could do is is, is go on a ride-along with an officer right we, we our officers do ride-alongs all the time so if, if there's some interest there I would encourage them to to try to pursue a ride-along opportunity with their local officer you know, other things they could do is, is volunteer. You know, we, we have cert- we have different volunteer positions. Uh, some of the most important ones are our volunteer safety instructors. So our volunteer firearm safety, snowmobile safety, ATV safety instructors, those are volunteer positions within the DNR that put on classes for youth. But uh, our officers are heavily involved with those programs, so that, that's a great way to, to get involved with the DNR get a better understanding of some of those programs, work on your public speaking, and kind of get a foot in the door, so to speak.
0: And, Jeff, uh, for those who uh, maybe were, uh, again, are are thinking of the non-traditional way and and, uh, were interested in what we were talking about earlier, is there a deadline they need to register for this program?
1: Yeah, yep. So the posting right now is open uh, through April 8th, I believe. So we've got got a little bit of time here yet, and, and there's a chance that we could expect that too but right now the deadline's april 8th so yeah coming up here in a couple weeks
0: anything else we should know before we wrap it up today
1: yeah just just i'll just highlight too in in regards to our co prep program we we are doing a a recruiting event open house style uh event here coming up it's going to be tuesday march 29th and it's going to be at our central office location our dnr central office location in st paul and that's at 500 Lafayette Road in St. Paul. The time is 4 to 7 p.m. They don't need to pre-register or anything like that. It's just an open house type setting. Myself, other training staff will be there to give a short presentation and there'll be several officers there, many of whom have gone through our steel prep program will be there to offer advice, answer questions, and. Uh, you know just be available to engage with so i, I would encourage anybody that that's interested in that to, to attend
0: well one other thing i did want to mention before we wrap up uh and because i, cause I had talked to her last year she was the and i'm blanking on her name but she was the dnr conservation officer of the year
1: hannah mishler i bet
0: yes yes hannah there's a there's a canine core now
1: yeah yeah a- absolutely you know and and that's the other thing too we we have w- w- within our agency that you know there are several specialty positions that that officers can pursue of course there's promotional positions you know like like myself the position that i'm in but yeah we 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 have uh several canine handlers uh hannah mishler being one of them uh, r- right up there in, in your area out of bemidji yeah, i think we have three or four other ones based around the state uh we have an aviation program you know we have conservation officer pilots that that fly missions for, for ourselves and, and to support other other divisions like wildlife and, and, and fisheries doing, for example, like, uh, you know, deer counts, moose counts, waterfall-type counts, uh, fish stocking, that sort of thing. So we have an aviation section. We have a, a specialty section that focus, uh, focuses on uh, water resources. Um, we've got a, you know, a regional training officer section, specialty assignments that uh, goes back to the volunteer safety instructor programs that i talked about they're the liaisons for those so yeah just a number of specialty positions within the dnr too to to add to variety of uh you know what you want to do and where you want to go
0: and of course a lot of that's information available on the dnr website i'm guessing
1: yeah yep absolutely again uh, that, that's where i would start if, if folks have just you know general interest and questions check out our website again Enforcement uh, career and hiring Page on our website There's a ton of information there And uh, most general questions can be Answered plus links to, to get a hold Of myself and other training staff if there's Further questions.
0: Alright, he's Jeff Johansson. he's a conservation officer uh, Heads up the training and recruitment Out of the uh, Camp Ripley area Jeff, it was great to have you on the show today uh, Love talking to you, thanks for taking the time
1: Yeah, you're welcome, Kev, I enjoyed The time as well and thanks for the opportunity
0: You've been listening to the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Northwest Technical College and Bemidji State University. You can catch the radio show Saturdays on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 in Bemidji, B93.3 in Brainerd, and KICK FM in Alexandria. And, of course, multiple times a week, we'll have great stuff for you right here on the podcast. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast has also been sponsored by Visit Bemidji.